Welcome to What's Left, the weekly political discussion challenging the mainstream left. I'm Eduardo Barca with co-host C-Trend Socialist Andy Lipson and community organizing socialist Kenny Cepeda. We are online at what-s-left.webmail.com. <clears throat> Please subscribe, rate, review, turn on your notifications and share your favorite episode wherever you found this episode. Thank you. Um, today we'll be discussing something that we've been discussing amongst other workers at our group, um, Workers and Students for Choice, about employment um, or maybe the loss of an employment that's possible for many workers that are choosing not to take or to take a stand, I should say, instead take a stand against being uh, required to take the vaccine. And it has been damning, it has been like very sad to hear so many stories as people have been sharing about the loss of their jobs or in the process of losing their jobs or just at being at risk for losing their livelihoods for when they have to make a choice between their families and this so-called freedom of choice and as well as the families that have to also consider what they have to do for schooling with their kids if that's the case for them as well. And Kenny has shared with us and about his uh, job as well being in jeopardy and now our very own Andy is, is also going through something of a change. And this would be an opportunity for Andy to share with us what that's been like and what has, as a teacher in the school district, what you are possibly facing now that you are having some troubles of your own. No? Yeah. Um, let's see. I don't think where I want to start. So it is so it is true um, that I don't want to get vaccinated. I don't want that COVID vaccine. And I am prepared to to end my employment if it comes to that. Um, and uh, currently, like the my district, in terms of the vaccination for taking the COVID vaccine gives you the option of either taking the COVID vaccine or the PCR, doing the, the weekly PCR. Um, and I don't like that PCR test. I do think that contact tracing is, is bad. And I do think we're, the, the information we're giving up to, in my, in my, in my case, a genomic data collection company um, called Color Labs is not good for me. It's not good for us, but I've made that compromise and I've chosen to allow that to go on to avoid vaccination. Um, but recently, um, I think the, the situation I've got in, into is, is not so much about vaccination, but really ultimately about the release of medical information, the release of my medical information and my comfort about it, because the district is requiring me to, number one, um, or requested of me at least at first, uh, Number one, uh, you know, what is your vaccination status as it relates to the COVID vaccines? And two, they're wanting me to authorize them releasing that information. Um, and so that is the thing that I'm right now refusing to. Well, that that was a request they made in August um, that I give them that information. Um, if I didn't give them that, that information, they and give them one, give them that information or two, authorize them, then. Uh, they would assume I was unvaccinated and then I wasn't sure what they were going to do about the lack of authorization because I wasn't going to allow them to share that, or at least I wasn't going to say, you may share that. Um, so that, that 
that was a request in August and by August 31st, and I didn't submit a form. Um, well, recently that has become not a request, but a directive. And um, maybe I wonder if I should show things to, 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 to do this. I think it would be helpful. Okay. So, <clears throat> so um, here is the initial vaccination status request form that they want. And you can see it says right here, we are asking each employee to disclose their vaccine status by 8.31.21, all right? Um, and um, it's what Bay A is willing to disclose the vaccination status and B, give permission to the district to use the information for purpose of compliance with health and safety regulations, okay? Um, that, you know, something about, and there, you'll see it's related to a mask as well. Um, and then if you look over here, um, so this is the first part, self-certification of employee vaccination status. They cite a bunch of code stuff right here. Um, and then here's where you select, right? I can select fully vaccinated, partially vaccinated, not yet vaccinated, but appointment is scheduled and not yet vaccinated. They don't give you the, there's no fucking way I'm getting vaccinated on here uh, as an option. So it's all assumed that we're all getting vaccinated. Um, and then of course you can click here. I would like to request a reasonable accommodation due to my medical condition or religious re for religious reasons, which I wasn't gonna get involved in either because I'm not giving them this information. And really the, the stand I'm taking, and I'll maybe show you that as well, is more on the release of my medical information or the privacy, my medical privacy and the, obviously the release of that information. Um, you can say authorization to use and disclose vaccination status is the second part. And here's where it gets strange. But I, I'm, I don't trust the district. Um, they do put on the bottom, I authorize and will make a copy of the authorization form. And then number two, I do not authorize and will make a copy of the authorization form, which I imagine you're supposed to submit to them. And here's what the authorization form says. Okay. Um, here's the authorization form. Confidentiality of Medical Information Act cited here. Um, I authorize the district to use and disclose this information for the purposes of providing under Cal OSHA COVID-19 regulations, including but not limited to decisions regarding the use of face coverings, All right? So there's stuff here. The authorization is limited to the following. It's, it's related to COVID-19 vaccination status. Um, the district is authorized to use this information for the following purposes, for legitimate non-discriminatory business purposes. And it goes on. Now, here's where, where it gets interesting and what I would say is bad. The following parties are authorized to disclose this information for the above purposes. The district and dis district designated agents where they can disclose it or the disclosure of my vaccination status is or may be implied or constructively disclosed by my actions. That is not wearing face coverings in the workplace. So here they're saying, if I'm not properly wearing a face covering in the workplace, which currently everyone's supposed to do in the workplace, then they're saying, they hear that, then they can disclose my vaccination status. Then secondly, um, uh, the disclosure of my vaccination status is or may be implied or constructively disclosed by actions of the district, the district's agent, allowing me not wearing a face covering in the workplace. I don't know what that means because no one's allowed to wear a workplace. But I think this, this piece of paper was produced at a time when they were thinking unvaccinated people wouldn't, would wear masks and vaccinated people wouldn't. Does, that, does this make sense so far? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now here's the part that really was 
the most upsetting for me. The following parties are authorized to receive disclosure of this information for the above purposes. Any agent or employee of the district, visitor, invitee, or other member of the public assessing the district's premises or facilities who may become aware of my vaccination status by my actions or those of the districts. So basically, as I read that, like a parent, person who visits the district, who maybe thinks that I'm not wearing my mask properly, can go into the district office and say, hey, is is Mr. Lipson or this guy vaccinated or not? Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's basically, they can, it's almost like anybody can come in and ask and they're all here, here's, a, here's this person's status. So, um, and the other thing is, is that this authorization period for this is until June, 2023. This, the right to do this is not just for this year, it's for all of next year. Till June, 2023. Um, and so this is the piece of paper, whether that whether or, or not, if you go back to here, whether or not I authorize and will make a copy of authorization form, I do not authorize and will make a copy of the authorization form. It, it, it looks to me like they're just giving the district that right. I don't know if people just didn't sign this or not, but this to me was very sketchy. Mm-hmm. Now, let me see if there's, because this was, this was the part that to me was a little confusing that I was like, I don't trust what they're doing here. So yeah, I make sure it makes sense. I, this area, Andy, I'm sh- I, I would have liked to have seen if you have talked to the mm, the union about or with their lawyers' directives. Because if you see the other, if in on the other tab that you just clicked, I'm yeah. not sure. I do not authorize, and I will make a copy of authorization from. I, I'm not sure if you would then be disclosing a lot of information because. You're clicking here. I didn't authorize that, and, but it didn't seem to protect. I, I did not get a sense of protection either way. And the the if I look now at this, this is what I received. Well, so first, are there any? I just have a comment. Like you know, yeah. it seems to me that this is more. I mean, I have a question. You know, yeah. what in order to be employed as a teacher, you know, in the district. Um, what kind of medical information did you have to give, you know, beforehand? I think I took a TB test. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not entirely sure I know. But it's not like a recurrent thing, right? Um, no. It's like a one-time off. Um, yeah. When I hear this stuff that you're, you know, that they're asking you to, uh, you know, like that permission to allow anybody, you know, third parties and private citizens to come in and ask for about your uh, vaccination status. This is more... I, I, it feels more like they want access to your criminal record, you know, to see if you're a threat, right, to to someone. Mm. Um, you know, it, it's more of a um, guilty until you know proven innocent type of thing. Uh, that's how it feels to me. Um, to to me, it's more like you have to know that you need to because all of it's organized around the mask. If you look, yeah. and it's about how are you. You have to make sure you monitor what you're doing at all times, because if anybody sees that you're not doing it properly, like you've got the mask underneath your, not over your nose, they could go to the district premises and ask for this stuff. Now, the implication is I can click right there. I do not authorize and will make a copy of authorization form, right? Because again, once you click this number two, 
you are supposed to physically deliver the original form and signature of the confident to the confidential confidential box in the lobby of 555 Franklin. Mm-hmm. So I, I had no confidence that they weren't going to share this information based on clicking one of these two. And so I just stayed away from the form. And when you don't fill out the form previously, they said, okay, we just assume you're unvaccinated. Yeah. This, were, this is what the status I was in before. And so, oh, go ahead. I mean, yeah, this is where I'm curious about what, you know, each party is saying, what the district and your union who's supposed to represent you. Right. Well, I'll get, let me say what the district said. So here's where things changed. Okay. So as of, this is September 16th. What, what day is that? That was like Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see it's, it's said it's vaccine directive. Um, Dear SF, they've been sending me things. You haven't filled out your thing. You haven't filled out your thing. And then they sent me this. Dear SFUSD employee. Now, this is being sent to everyone who hasn't filled out the form, I think. You are receiving this email because you have either, A, not submitted your vaccination status, or you submitted it through your non-SFUSD email, right? Um, the deadline to submit this required information was August 30, 31st or 2021. Now, this is interesting. They call it required inf- information because previously, if you look at here, it was considered a questionnaire and the district is requesting information. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So now it's being, now they're, just, they're, they're deeming it required. Um, and, that, and then it says employees who fail to report their vaccination status are ineligible to work. Please note that employees who fail to submit this form as instructed above will be ineligible to work in the near future. The district will begin placing employees who are ineligible to work in unpaid status during the week of September 20th, that's this week. Um, Employees who are ineligible to work are placed in unpaid status until they are cleared to return to work, meaning until I give them my vaccination status, give them essentially my medical information and, uh, and then give them the right to share that information I don't, again, I don't see any protection from clicking on that little thing, do not share. Um, While ineligible to work, employees may not utilize sick or vacation or any other paid time off. In addition, employees who fail to complete the form will be subject to disciplinary action up to and including termination. And this gets us to uh, what Eduardo was saying, which is now, like many workers across the country, I am facing the music here where my employer is, is saying, you must do as we ask. In this case, it's not the jab. In this case, it's saying, you must tell us your medical information about that. And I believe that they're asking for the right to disclose this as well. And I'm going to give them neither. Um, And you can see right here with question three, I don't want to share my vaccination status because I am worried about my privacy. What is the district doing to protect the privacy of my vaccinated information? You'll notice they don't say, Hey, dude, you can just click on that thing and we, we, won't, we won't give it to anyone. They say, your vaccination status is confidential medical information and the district will only share the information with those who have, who have need to know. For example, if you are not vaccinated and you fail to test weekly, the employee's relation team will need to notify your supervisor that you were ineligible to work. Do you see that there's nothing there that says, dude, all you have to do is click the don't, don't, you know, the I don't want you to share it and we won't share with anyone. 
Yeah, and who determines need to know? The district. That's. Read the following before. If I report that I am not vaccinated, will I still be able to work? Yes, the district is currently permitting a test exception to the mandate that all district employees be vaccinated. However, employees are cautioned not to rely on that exemption as a long-term solution and to get vaccinated without delay unless they have a documented medical or religious exemption, uh, exception. So it's clear that the PCR option, they're saying it, is gonna go away. Um, and in reality, I know that, and I'm really making the choice to say, you know what, even before we get to this place where I'm not going to I'm not going to be willing to work under the conditions that you're going to force me to work under, which is, you know, you have to get a covid vaccination to work here. I'm going to take a stand here on my right to privacy, my right to my personal information about my status as it relates to how I choose to maintain my health as it relates to covid, how I want to deal with that. I think that's my information. I don't think the district has a right to that information. Even even if they weren't going to share that, they don't have the right to that information. So that's why I don't want to fill in number one. And number two, um, I I think once you fill in number one, you're pretty much stuck in a trap of number two that they share it. Because I don't see anything here suggesting that they're saying, hey, don't worry, you can just click a little dot and uh, then you don't have to share it. That's why I think this thing right here, because I think there are, are colleagues of mine who said, hey, you know, Andy, and some people who heard what the, the stand I was taking were like, I understand what you're saying. I just told them my status. Uh, vaccination status, and then I clicked, I do not authorize. I don't okay. think that provides any protection. Can, can we pause? Yeah. Can I just express something, Andy, if I may, before we carry on? Yeah. I don't know if I should have said this towards the end, or should I say it now? I, like I expressed to Kenny in the vehicle when we were driving home, I, I feel as if like you and another teacher that I know that are not getting vaccinated. She is buying time or she is taking on filling out this information and still not getting vaccinated. I, I don't want to include this unless you want to, but I really yeah. am expressing, like I told Kenny, I do feel like why not buy that time if you can to be able to just hold on a bit and see if things might change in the future. I get worried. Yeah, and, and I understand that. And this is why I wanted to do this episode. And I think we definitely want to include that. And the reason I'm not going to buy time is I've already made one compromise here, Eduardo, right? Mm -hmm. I'm already doing that PCR test, which I don't like. Oh, you are doing this. Well, I am, right? Mm -hmm. I'm already making one compromise and I don't like it. And there's two things going on here. I believe that when the district moved from requesting the information to making it a directive, that, that to me indicates that they are really looking to threaten us and scare us into doing as they say. And so frankly, I'm gonna make my, I'm gonna make my stand here because the other thing's coming anyway. And I don't feel like I wanna give them the 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 right to say no you get my information you have you can you can get that information from me if you scare me i'm not willing to do that with them because and again this is not if there were other people who felt this way i would make the stand with them 
but I'm not making the stand with them. I'm making the stand for myself because number one, I've already decided I'm not taking the jab. And number two, I, I feel that they are attempting to intimidate me and scare me into doing something I'm not comfortable with. And I, and I don't want to do that. So I'm going to make my, I'm going to make my stand here. They may terminate me. They may not ultimately, but that was going to come down the road, whether I like it or not. When I, when, when they said, you got to, we're no longer going to give you the PCR option. Now you got to take the jab. And so frankly, I feel like I might, I might as well make the stand here, not just on the basis of, I don't want to be vaccinated with that COVID vaccine, which is not a vaccine, which is a gene therapy, you know, treatment. And I'm scared of that thing. But I don't think they have the right to this information. Like there is a problem here going, going on here. And, and even Jessica Treglia, when she talked about this, talked about the attestation process as part of the process of getting people to understand that they have information they have to give up. It's part of that conditioning. And look, I'm not, so I'm not saying this is what everyone must do. I'm just saying this, this felt like the right place for me to make a stand, not from terms of the movement, but personally. So I, I think your question is a good one. And this is why I wanted to do, I, this is also why I wanted to do this episode because I frankly think this is Brandy's question. Oh, is it? Yeah. Like, like she was wondering, maybe they're going to, maybe this, look, they do not authorize. Maybe that's, maybe that there's an opening there. Yeah. I don't think there is, but I, I'm not willing to, 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 you see, if people are just wanting, are, are listening, I'm, I'm waving my mouse over this little box that says I do, or I do not, I authorize, or I do not authorize. I do not believe that offers me any protection. There is nothing in the district's language that says that they're not going to just do with my information what they will. And this form right here with the, with the, the authorization form is so like liberal for them in terms of their willing, their ability to give stuff up. Why would I even get near such a thing? Frankly, why did any of us get near such a thing? I mean, I just, I, Go ahead. I, I, I do feel that we may not know you're, you're, I don't want to include this part. I do feel a little bit like we could be asking some questions before you start assuming that maybe they're not going to be sharing it or not, or we don't know to the district. Yes. And I, I understand that you're like saying, well, maybe they won't. I don't believe them. I don't believe that they're going to give me that option because they, they're in their directive, in their vaccine directive, when asked the question about privacy, they say, we'll only share the information with those who need to know. You know, I, I've been asked a similar question, you know, regarding just, just getting the vaccine. What's the big deal? Again, what's the big deal? That's the question that people ask. Just get the vaccine, you know. And, you know, I, I feel like a lot of people, they don't fully understand. So they're making an informed choice, you know, um, because at best there are a lot of unanswered questions, questions as simple as, you know, my mother, my mother got a, a tetanus shot. And she had a she had a, a reaction for like two three weeks. She still you know has like a sore uh, arm, uh, and she was giving a long list of side effects. Right, this is a vaccine we've known for a long time, and yet here this vaccine doesn't have any side effects. Just a little you know blah blah blah. We don't know any long term situations. You know, like that's a, a the very minimal. That's a question that we should have, right? Like what's what are some long term effects for something that we are putting in our body? 
right? Uh, personally, that's one of my biggest concerns. Um, you know, and a lot of, we know how things are being censored, right? So what's the big deal with that one? Then what comes next, right? Like, oh, so cases are decreasing, even through their statistics, the statistics that we are fed every day. And so what's the big deal with showing that you are vaccinated, right? And, and then, you know, what's then, what's the big deal with showing, say you get an exemption, you know, say you do get an exemption, what happens next? You have to be plugged into a system to prove that you have an exemption. What's the big deal with that, right? And then, so in this case, when it comes to Lipson, there is a gradual escalation. It doesn't seem like a big deal, but it's, it, it is basically twisting an arm. And so where does that stop? They just literally approve, or, you know, like uh, uh, the third, uh, you know, shot, right? Like for older people in, in this country. Um, and so, what, when does it stop? Who is going to be mandated? Who's going to decide over your health? You know, it, it's no longer a choice, you know, and yeah. that's what we've been fighting here. And so at some point you can keep running, you know, but at some, but we see that they're not stopping. Even the language in these documents shows that, you know, there is no option to not get vaccinated. It's going to squeeze you or make you work to not get, you know, vaccinated. Right. It's not and, enough. And I want to say, this was not a gradual ex escal. This is not a gradual escalation. I mean, I think I said it. What when they first submitted this form to me? What did they say it was? It was a questionnaire that we're requesting this information. That's what they first said. And now two months in, month, you know, I mean, month and a half in. Now they're saying no, it's required. And if you don't give it to us, you could be fired. What's gradual about that? Can someone tell me what they hear that's gradual? That's 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 going from hey, we this would help us if we had this information, or this is what we're requesting from you. It's your private information, but we're making that request that you give it up. To no, you give it up. That is not your information. That is your employer's information. We need that. That's that's for us to decide what to do. And then within it, they put a form that says, well, if somebody comes in and says you're not wearing the mask properly, we might give it up. And so you, so you wonder who's going to police the mask wearing, you know, um, you know, who's going to have the authority to report you and, and hold you under a constant threat. And this, this gets back to the thing we talked about with who am I? Do you remember that? The digital ID system? Oh, it's for your convenience. You'll get to share this. You get to share. This is the beginning, not the beginning. This is the continuation of the who am I, that is, how do I say to the state who I am? Like, I don't know who I am. They, they're the ones who are supposed to tell me who I am. They're the ones who are supposed to need the information because they're the ones who, who direct me where I can work, where I can go to shop, where I can get on a plane. And that's what this is. I, that's how I see it. And, and the reason I'm making the stand here is since I know... I, since I know I'm not going to get the jab, I'm not going to give them the right to say they have the right to this information either. So I'm, I'll, I'll wage a fight here because neither of those things is right. Both of them are invasion. One is a bodily invasion. The other one is a privacy invasion. And I think those are equally bad. I'm not saying, and be clear about this, I'm not saying that, you know, because I know people who don't agree, who don't agree with this thing, who wouldn't make, who wouldn't make this play. I'm not saying a person has to do that. I'm just saying this is what I'm choosing to do. And I understand, like, clearly, I, I understand the, con the consequences because, like, 
They said you could, you could be made ineligible to work, suspended essentially, without pay. And they're trying to make it, you, and they're taking away sick leave and stuff like that. So you can't hold out. Like I have 120 days of sick leave. I could hold out for a while, right? They're not going to let you get, do that, right? So they are trying to squeeze me. They want something from me. And the question is, is Andy, just give it to him. Give him this one thing and you can fight later. No. And, but I, I want to say, Eduardo, I appreciate the question because I guarantee you there are other people out there with this question. Would you consider doing an antibody test? <laughs> Wait, what? To, oh, you mean like to see whether I was, and then give them the, the results of my antibody test to say, oh, no, I don't, no, fuck off. Not you, to them. Like, I don't, I don't think this should be happening. Like, I'm not willing to stay at my job under these Gestapo conditions. I'm prepared to leave that job, but I will fight for it. And I'll talk a little bit about that, you know, but this, this is where I feel like I want to make a stand. Not around whether I get vaccinated or not, but around their right to get from me the information that they want because they just exposed that this information is very important to them. So I'm extremely suspicious of why they're doing that. So I know personally that there are teachers who are asking their union and about this. And what is the union's response? Can you pull out that email? I yeah. saw it. Yeah. I mean, first let's go to the vaccination, um, your form. Yes. And let's see, is there anything else to this? So um, this you got you do the certificate certification of truthfulness that you're saying I'm not lying. And number four, <laughs> um, proof of vaccination. This is where you you said you're vaccinated, but now prove that you're not lying because we don't really believe you on number three. So now give <laughs> us give us number four. <laughs> so I understand I'm required to provide accurate information, number four, proof of vaccination, and then upload it. Make sense? All right. Okay. That's it. Does yeah. That, well, that's, questions? Yeah, that's that part. I do want to know what the union is saying. Yeah, I think it's important. So we'll get, we'll get to what I wrote later. So they sent this out. So first off, a colleague of, of mine had been, had gotten wind from another principal that the district was going to be threatening people who didn't. And this came in about a week before we got this email threat. I had gotten wind from other, from other workers in the district that principals had been direct, essentially directed to go and threaten their non-signers with, hey, you better sign this form or it's a two-week suspension and possible termination. Now, that's not what I heard from my principal, but that's what this person heard from their principal. What did you hear from your principal? Uh, what they, my principal said was, hey, remember to fill out this form. And if you haven't filled out this form, don't make me come there and sit next to you so that you can fill out the form. Like basically saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to sit there and walk you through that form. But it, they didn't say, like, you know, you're going to be suspended. Mm -hmm. um, and so this was a, a kind of a – so that was a question that, that my colleague had had. And they contacted the union and said, wait, do you know that principals are threatening us? And the union said, wait, they are threatening you? And at first it looked like the, the union, the UESF, was basically saying, we're going to put a cease and desist on them for doing that. They, they cannot be threatening people like that. Okay. And I was kind of surprised because I thought, frankly, I thought my union was going to crumble. Well, 
once this email directive came out, that colleague asked the, it's tried to get information from the union about what's going on, what's going on. We're getting this email directive from the district. And then the union was not giving them inf any information. Then we get this, which says this, uh, mandatory vaccination status form. UESF received confirmation on Thursday, September 16th, that there has been an extension of the deadline to submit your vaccination status. The new mandatory date to submit your form is Wednesday, September 22nd. That's actually today. You must submit your vaccination status whether or not you are vaccinated. At this time, now again, let's remind you, this is my union talk. At this time, SFUSD has a mandate to be vaccinated or submit to, to, to testing. For those who state they are not fully vaccinated, there is a requirement to submit to regular testing. At this, at this time, no member will face disciplinary measures if they turn in a form stating they are not vaccinated and submit to regular testing. Then they say, it is very promising to know that 96% of the SFUSD employees have submitted their vaccination status. Notice the languages that have submitted their vaccination status. It doesn't state that they have 96% of SFU employees have been vaccinated. No, it's, right. That's right. So it's very promising to know that 96% of the SFUSD employees have submitted their vac vaccination status. So our union is glad that people are, and go up to this early part. The word submit is in here so many different, so many times. But our union is gratified that people are submitting to the demands of the district to say, give, give them your vaccination status. You'll notice they don't speak of, our union does not speak of the question of, will the district share that information? That is not here at all. They don't say, hey, it's not going to be shared. They don't say anything about it. N nevertheless, let's go on. The state, as well as other public and private entities, is looking, looking toward implementing mandatory vaccinations especially after the FDA authorization of the Pfizer vaccine in early September. The state guidelines, which may include exemptions, supersedes our contractual rights. So they're basically saying, we can't do anything about this. If the state wants you to get the jab, you got to take the jab. Uh, that is not true uh, in terms of, that's not true that our union just has to bend over, but that, that is you know, what, how they're taking it. Um, UESF is in regular communication with SFUSD around this issue. We are looking to plan for the next steps when such a mandate is imposed. Contact your union representative if you have any questions. Does, does this sound like a union that's prepared to fight this directly? Let's go back to that paragraph. Um, yeah, there are many examples where the union has understood that there are state requirements or that there are implementations or um, requisites. And this just as even if like even if the state for example says sorry this is what the budget's going to look like for your next school year right the union does say many many times even with awful union leadership we have had well i'm sorry i'm saying we i'm former union member of this the eues have has stated no we do not believe that we're going to we're going to fight for more or we're going to fight against this or whatever they're not just going to stick with the status quo they're not going to just that is, or not maybe this union, if but other unions that we have seen around the country have definitely stood up to the state. Right. And the area where our union definitely resisted was like Prop 201 when we, when there was this stuff around um, uh, racially profiling people for clothing and immigration when they were trying to make teachers mandatory um, 
they had actually legislation that said you had to like snitch on people that who, who you found out about their immigration status. We were basically going to say, we're not going to obey that. So, so that is what it's a, a cop out. That is what an organization of workers is for, is to basically come together and say, the state's going to come in and impose stuff on us, but we don't have to do it if we choose not to, if we exercise our will to defend our rights. So they mm-hmm. they say sometimes, well, this is basically their way of saying we actually agree with the state mm-hmm. and, 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 and getting these mandates. And they even say, we are, we will tell you, say, uh, we are looking to plan for the next steps when such a mandate is imposed. Once this mandate gets imposed, we'll be telling you about the next steps. Right. I'm, I'm curious, am I wrong or is the Pfizer vaccine still under emergency use authorization? Because uh, like my understanding was that they authorized, they just the name, I'm just bringing that up because again, they're regurgitating the thing that is being pushed in mainstream. Uh, you know, I, I don't know who's actually looking at what's happening with that. And, um, you know, again, just repeating what it's everyone is saying. Like I, when I read this, I only, I'm like, all right, you're telling me what I already know. You know this, yeah. Well, the, the mainstream, the, the main, the mainstream information is that FDA approved the Pfizer, the Pfizer treatment. But as people have noted, the BioNTech, which is the current version of the Pfizer vaccine, is still under emergency authorization. Comirnaty is authorized, but not on the shelves. So when you get the Pfizer vaccine now, if that Pfizer vaccine is BioNTech, that's under emergency use authorization, which if you have a bad effect, you can't, you can't, you have no legal recourse to get any rights, to, uh, you know, in terms of Pfizer's protected from that because of the PrEP Act back in February. But if, if you got the Comirnaty shot and had bad effects, actually they are legally subject to that because that is not under emergency youth authorization. That is under this FDA approved. And so this is the shell game that Pfizer is playing right now, or at least that's the claim. But most people don't know this. This is you would have, you would only know this if people were looking and don't not trusting Pfizer and not trusting the government. It, for the from the framework of people who trust the government, trust Pfizer. Oh, Pfizer's been approved. I mean, it's just yeah. I, I think it's being used to escalate the pressure on people, right? Like, oh yeah. look, you got to trust the government. Like, you know, now like they've done their due diligence. Now, now you know there's no reason you shouldn't trust this. Now you must submit, you know, to this. And if you're not, you're just being difficult. You know, in a reasonable and anti-science in a way. Yeah, you know, that's the the premise of that, and so so I find it interesting that they you know they in this the union you know deflects to that. Oh look, the government is saying it's fine. You know, um, you know our hands are tied basically, and you know we're just they're just regurgitating what the the district is saying essentially for me. You know, right. I, so I guess I would ask. I mean, to me, this looks like a union basically completely in lockstep with the district in imposing a vaccine directive in which its members could potentially be terminated if they don't submit, as the word is constantly used in this thing, submit to the directive. I was trying to look up that information right now about the Pfizer. Yeah, I've heard that too, Andy, where even though what is being approved isn't actually being used. 
you know, and again, it's like we've talked about this in, in previous shows that, you know, obviously one thing is to force people to get the vaccine, coerce people, you know, make it really hard on people. And what comes next is the systems that, you know, validate that, you know, that you have done it, that you're not lying, that you're not, you know, providing fake, you know, because I know a lot of people, you know, and I think we all know that there's people out there that have chosen the path of showing some sort of paperwork, even, you know, and so basically they're living the lives of undocumented people, yeah. you know, living in the shadows, you know, on their jobs. Uh, until then, you know, like they they go to the next step of, you know, all right, we have to prove and validate this information is true. And you have to be registered with a, the state approved system of validation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know people and, like that too. You know, and, and that again, that the exemptions are not, you know, that that's not a, a that's not that doesn't free you from that system, from that subjugation, or that, you know, that tied to the state to be for you to be approved. You you know who like who the hell even determines what is a religion? You know, yeah, like that is very ambiguous. Again, it's, it's again who who gets to say what's okay, what's not. Right. And it's not to say, like, in the workers and students for choice, we're helping people, we're talking to people who are trying to figure out how to navigate some of these things. And people are going to, well, some people are going to make the choice to take the vaccine. Obviously, many people are going to take the choice to give up their medical information. Right. Um, And others are going to take the choice of trying to find ways of exemption. But all this is attempting to do is trying to find safe harbor in a situation where there's an a growing asteroid storm, you know, and, and rocks are raining down. And so the only way to, to stop these things ultimately is to oppose them. We, ha- we do have to understand that. And I'm not claiming that me doing this is going to stop this whole thing. It won't. But I'm, I am, this is the reason I want to do the episode. I do want to say, this is why I'm drawing the line here. I think everyone out there has to figure out where their line is. I have colleagues who I trust and I love and I'm going to organize with who are drawing their lines somewhere else. The reality is we won't stop anything until a bunch of us choose the same line at one location. But we're not there yet. That's not the situation. No one is seeing that kind of organization here in the United States that I see. You know, maybe a little bit in New York. But so since we're not there yet, and this is where we're trying to get to with these with the groups we're organizing, so we can coalesce to a point where six of us can draw the same line at the same place and, and try to say, no, we're not doing this. Um, but until that happens, I do think it's up to individuals to figure out where their line is and, and why not to do it. And this is why I know, Eduardo, you were reluctant to have your question because you thought maybe you were undermining, but it's not. I mean, and if folks on the episode think, oh, Eduardo's trying to like pop like the state, bullshit. These are the questions people have. And so that's why, that is why I want to do this episode. Not to justify, because I'm, I'm doing this no matter whether or not you agree with this, Eduardo, but to explain, here's my thinking, here's what's going on. And to show people, like, this is the different ways they're creeping in. And at some point, we're going to have to say no. I'm choosing to say no here, so I want to publicize it. And again, it's a reminder too for people who reluctantly got the vaccine that, you know, where does that stop? And if you think that, you know, 
allowing them to do it to the people that are getting be getting thrown under the bus right now. Um, if you think that allowing them and that doesn't affect you in the down the line, you know, you know they really coerce people into one. You know, the, the first round of this. And again, like like again, the, the way I see it is, is the end game is not just vaccine. It's, it's the systems of validation and compliance, and you know um, that will like they they will have applications that we can even foresee yet. Right. You know, and and so <clears throat> if you don't fight back, you know, and and completely submit, even if you're vaccinated, you know, like even if you're vaccinated, just like you're saying, Lipson, you having to demonstrate that you are. You know, because it should be your choice, right? Like, how how do you deal with your health? Correct. Especially like because they they they've completely flooded the narrative that you know we're danger dangerous to each other. Yeah. You have to prove that you're not. And and we've talked about at length how you know I think personally that you know this was never designed to actually stop you know uh, the spread of a supposedly very deadly virus. You know, and and so, you know, it, it, the the premise is that this is supposed to save you. So if you really believe that, it, and again, if it's if it's a treatment that protects you, what is the problem with having to impose this on other people? You know, like if you choose to take it, that's your choice. I'm not even you know telling people. I I I you know I have a the set of information that I've gathered, and so it, this is about protecting choice in position. If you really think again. That this is not gonna come back to you know like a boomerang to you in, in things that you don't want to do, you know you're really wrong because this is about the systems that are coming in to play, you know that with that those QR codes, those vaccine passports, um, because I do believe we are in a new era. You know we left the era of terrorism into the era of bioterrorism. Mm-hmm. You know we needed a new boogeyman, and so this is gonna live with us. And so how much are you willing to let? Not only the you know people around you, you know other other people police you, other you know your employers, you know um, your ability to freely uh, participate in the society, and then you know it goes up and up to, to, into the state, you know, and, and the people that rule our lives, you know, because I, and again we can listen to other episodes uh, where we discuss you know how I personally see this more in relation to immigration, you know, and the freedom of movement. Than actually a public health issue, but, but you know, and that's why we we need to have these conversations. You know, why you have to take a stand. Um, and well, yes and no. I want to say something about why. I okay, I agree with you. Why you have to take a stand, but I want to come back to Eduardo because Eduardo, you've been quiet, and I want to see where you're at. Um, because I know you have questions, and if you don't, if I want to see if they've been answered, and give you a moment. To be honest, I feel, well, first I'll say this part because I know I feel a little bit upset. (laughs) Because I feel as if you don't know the implication definitively on that part of the form and you're risking your job. And I do feel like, I'll parenthesis here, I also feel this for Kenny too, when I told them about the exemption, I feel like I I feel a little bit scared for both of you, but we're talking about you right now. So yeah. I'll just 
go back to this part being recorded. <clears throat> but I do feel, I do feel like, I mean, maybe it's because I already spoke with you about this Andy on the phone, and maybe we should have held off that conversation to have it on this episode, because you and I did speak, but was it Sunday? I forget, yeah. but it was this week. I think we spoke on the phone. Yeah. So I'm, I I don't have a lot of questions. Maybe that's what it is because they've been answered. And maybe I'm not making that fair for this episode. But what comes up for me more than anything is just a feeling of, like, I, I feel as if, well, I just feel very strongly that you could be able to avoid this a little bit and not, in, not, pretend to know what they mean which brings me back to of course you would doubt them why would we ever right trust yep. a district yep but, but I, I do think no let Eduardo I'm going to hear it Eduardo finish I just am expressing my feelings I guess more than just talking yeah. logically here it just feels to me that you are taking risks, unnecessary risks, such as I also see friends, other friends uh, taking risks. And maybe I'm in a position right now where I can say that because I'm not there. Who knows? Just feeling that there is. It is an unnecessary risk. Mm -hmm. You are right. It's a risk of choice. That's the thing important. And this is the part I hope we get at this, ep this episode. Let's be clear. This is, we're trying to build a movement, but we do not yet have a movement that is of sufficient forces where a number of us who are faced with the same choice are saying no to that choice. Right now we have a situation where each of us in our individual holes, foxholes, is having to figure out how do we keep our, how do we survive in the context of an overwhelming attack, and I would say by the capitalist class. You understand that I support that I, as not, well, but I feel as if you're taking on uh, your uh, an assumption based on something like there is no definite. Like I just feel that if you just, I know that it, I'm not Look, trying to have a no. I and I agree. It. I get it. Here's what I'm saying: the district, when it said I should fill in number three said, are you telling the truth? Mm -hmm. And the district says, number four, we think you're a liar, so prove it. Agreed? Mm -hmm. Agreed? Mm -hmm. So here's what I'm responding to the district. I think you're a liar. I think you're going to use that information whichever way you see fit. Because one, you've given me no reason to believe that there's, there's not some sort of shell game being played here. Number two, my union hasn't talked about privacy. And number three, when the question of the fact was in there about Oh, is your privacy? They just said, we'll just only give it to the people who need to know. So there's no, why would I trust these people? It would be, no, I, for me, from my vantage point, it would be wrong. <laughs> I just can't, I'm not even, I'm not framed to trust them. I think they're liars. I think they lie to manipulate me, not just SFUSD, but everyone going up there. So that, that's just how I feel about them. So why would I believe them when they've given me no reason? Color Labs, let me put Color Labs on here, which is the people who are collecting my, they literally put on a piece of paper, 
saying we destroy that sample after 14 days or seven days or 10 days or something like that. I don't believe them. They put it on a piece of paper, but I don't believe it. The reason I don't believe it is because Color Labs is a genomic, they, they make money by collecting people's genomic information and selling it. So I don't believe it. I believe they're lying. Now, I believe there's a long history of governments and corporations lying that I can rest on that. But in this specific case, can I say that I know for a fact that they're lying? No, no, but I, I'm, I believe they're liars, so I don't believe them. And it's not for me. And number one, first, the question of, are you gonna rele release that information? No, you, should, you cannot. But number two, the reason you can't release that information is I'm not giving you the information. That's number one, right? Isn't that question number one? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to give it to them. They don't have a right to that. That's what I'm saying. They don't have the right to know, do I, do I use ivermectin if I get sick? Do I use vitamin D? Do I use fluvoxamine or whatever, hydro, hydroxychloroquine? Do they ask those questions? I wouldn't tell them that either. But they're saying, no, we want to know if are you using this. And that's because it's connected to control. It's connected to data. It's connected to attestation. That is, I'm conforming to this. I'm, I'm a block. I, I, you have a right. The state has a right to that information. This is the world they're trying to build. Not just a world of, of, uh, of control, but a world of compliance where we say, okay, you asked of this, ask me of this, I'll give it to you. And in, in making a stand here, and I think this is the reason is I think some people hear this is not, to me saying everyone makes, must make this stand here. No, I'm not saying that. What I am saying is until we get a movement where we can make a collective stand, anyone who wants to fight this is going to have to decide where is your red line? Because my red line wasn't the PCR test. I did the PCR test. I don't agree with that. I think that's wrong. I think people should fight it. There's another teacher in Philadelphia who, who agreed to be fired on the basis of not taking the PCR test. I don't disagree with him. That's not where my line is. I know my line is at the jab, but by them doing this, by them going from, oh, we're requesting this information to, oh, no, if you don't give this information, we're firing you. I was like, no, not. And particularly in the lineup of around vaccination status and medical release of information, this was where I was going to draw a line. And it's a choice, right? It's not, I'm choosing to go by my instincts of who I trust and who I don't trust. And operating off of that. I hope that makes sense. It, I understand what you are saying. And like, it, it's, there are no questions. I'm not, I don't know if I agree. I mean, I, I agree with it like 90, it's a high number, obviously, that I agree with. You know, it's, it's not a staunch disagreement here. I want do to you hear me saying that you should do the same thing? No, of course not, okay. Andy. Right. I'm I'm only saying that you're I'm I, it's your life, obviously, yeah. but I you know, we're not just co-hosts, we're friends. Yes, right, right. So if, if forgive me if I'm inserting myself, yeah, I, I'm just simply expressing from yeah. a per, from having personal friendship here. Yeah. So mm -hmm. yeah. And that's why that's why I appreciate it, Eduardo. I mean, we've had arguments before mm. where around death Jeffrey Epstein mm -hmm. where I got mad mm -hmm. <laughs> and people say why are you being such a jerk Andy mm -hmm. that's why 
there maybe is a little defensiveness for me on this, but mm-hmm. honestly, I know, well, I believe, I trust you. I don't trust the mm-hmm. district. I trust you. And I trust that what you're doing is, wait, wait, Andy, are you sure you want to go down this road? Mm-hmm. I will say I'm 97% sure I want to go down this road. Do I have some doubts? Yes. My doubts are mostly about, um, oh, I don't really know where this leads. Like, not leads termination, but once I lose my job, because that's coming, dude. I, I know that's coming. I've let students know this, that it could be that Mr. Libson won't be here on Wednesday or Thursday or Friday. And I've let them know that if I'm not there, it's not because I don't want to be here. It's because the district won't let me be there. Good. I've let them know that. Yeah. But so those are the way some of the terms under which I do that. Right. Yeah. And I've let parents begun to let parents know about that. Right. Course, yeah. um, and it, it, you can't, I feel you cannot do this from a position of fear. Mm-hmm. If you do, then don't do it. I wouldn't draw the line here if I was going to do it from a position of fear, which I'm not judging. I'm just saying, don't draw the lines where you are fearful. <laughs> draw the lines I'm going to recommend where you're like, no, I'm done with the fear. I'm fighting this. This is where I, this is where I either stay or I go. Mm-hmm. This is this is this is where I make my stand. This is where I draw the line. That's what that's what this is. This is not how we will defeat this monster because we will not be able to do this individually. But I am explaining what I think people are going to have to do about finding their own place where they just say no. Mm -hmm. And lawyers fuck this up by telling people, don't say this, don't say that in a legal place. Fuck that. We're not trying to. This is not going to be one legally. This is going to be one on the basis of people no longer willing to submit. Currently, it's going to be as individuals. Eventually, it's going to have to be collective if we're going to make a change. So, no, I don't care if I lose my job. I care more about this issue than than to keep my job under those conditions. So I'll say it again. And if a principal wants to use that, if somebody wants to clip that out, bless your heart to do it. Kenny? I mean, yeah, it's, uh, I think I'm learning. Uh, you know, I'm learning. Uh, again, people would make different decisions and that's, that's, that's the sad part about this, right? Like we're being atomized and, you know, we've talked about how like the, the anguish that we, a lot of people that listen to this podcast have, felt and you know in different situations there there are people at different stages of the uh essentially persecution you know yeah. and um a political persecution i would say you know so i see it and um you know of a minority i think uh, we can look back at history and in compliance and you know i personally try not to put history beside behind a museum glass you know, when, when we talk about Muhammad Ali taking a damn stand, you know, losing his livelihood, taking that boxing out, you know, like that, not to me, it's not just some romanticized movie. That was a person that stood against the beast and was willing to lose everything because he, he, he had reached his line. He reached a line where he said, no, this is where I stand. You know, he was labeled difficult. He was a public enemy. You know, and, and I'm not trying to like romanticize, you know, that Lipson is doing something heroic as an individual and he'll go into history books. 
um, because by and large, history is made by people, not not the not the people that get the credit, but the people that do the dirty work in the background, that, that pay the price. And and so again, I'm learning here. You know, I'm, I'm learning that. And that it brings up questions to me and probably to other people listening to this podcast. Where is your line? Exactly. You know, and um, you know, when we've gone to those rallies, I think people, a lot of people that you know, we are still a minority. You know, and but those people do see a line. You know, and you know, because I think the people that are just uh, submitting and, and just buying time, you know, at least from my view, they don't see a line. They they're hoping. That you know the the people that are pushing down, pushing the boot on our throat, submitting, you know, making us submit, you know, they're they're hoping that they're benevolent, you know, and and this doesn't even come just from the district because what has been unleashed, you gotta keep going up and up and up and up, you know, and and, and yes, the executors of the persecution are those, you know, the districts, you know, and and compli- and the people that are complicit are the the people in the unions, but but let's start that this war didn't start on you know with them. You know they're just executing, you know the will of you know the, the big plan. And it sounds conspirational to some people, but you know we, we have to see the implications, and you have to work at, at seeing where your line is. And and some people may not. Some people and that's that's the sad truth. A lot of people may not see a line. What's the big deal? You know, I get that question a lot. You know, and and what's the big deal? Some to some people, the the the, the magnitude of the issue doesn't materialize. You know, and and, and that's def, you know infuriating. That is frustrating. That is, you know, emotionally draining. Um, because you know, I personally, I, right, like I came to organizing on the issue of immigration and and, and you know, climate and the climate. You know, I stuff you know I, I deeply care about this stuff and then you know i see these applications of these systems into immigration look at you know like the people that were saying biden is going to be less evil than fucking trump he's he's not right like and look at the escalation on on, the, on immigrants and guess what these uh, these vaccine passports have totally have an application on immigration you know and then expand that if you really understand the purpose at least from my point of view my, what i understand as immigration the reason that, that how it works for this system, you know, to exploit people, you know, to regulate the movement of workers, um, you know, like so. If you understand that in the purpose of uh, borders, in the purpose of passports, then you see the you start. I start to see the magnitude of this. You know, is 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 not just about me. You know, obviously, but and and they will work always as always to to push it down the throat of the people that you know, resists, you know, and, and, and then we wonder, right? Like history, again, go, I go back to history. How the hell did the Germans, right? My brother was telling me, I don't know this for a fact, you know, but he was, we, we just came back from a trip to SoCal where there's a, little, a different feeling than San Francisco. San Francisco just feels like a hellhole for me right now. You know, just robots, you know, and, but he was telling my brother that, you know, he read a story that some German kids are just discovering what happened in Germany because we don't want to talk about you know the, the horrible things we want to hide bad things but guess what that was not you know long ago or, or even the, you know the uh, segregation in this nation was that wasn't long ago and, and if you don't see the parallels with this then you know like I don't know what to tell you 
if, if you if you don't see the magnitude of this, and so again, it just goes back to me. It's like it, it's real. I'm in a different position, uh, like you know, because it is real. I'm also facing termination. You know, the anxiety. I'm waking up with night terrors, persecution. Okay, so this what's the big deal? You know. It, it's happening, you know, and I'm not going to appeal to people on the basis of, you know, morality and this stuff. You have to see how this is going to come to hunt you and yours and, and the people that come after you. You know, and, but if people don't see that, I don't know what to do. So at the moment, yes, you know, I do what I can, but speak about it. People that know me are starting to understand the consequences of this. You know, um, I don't know, you know, what's going to happen with my own job, my job security, my livelihood. You know, I, I don't know in what ways I'm going to have to, you know, where my line is. But I can tell you for damn sure that there is constant aggression. You know, this is a boot to the throat. You know, people have become vicious, you know, around me, you know, in order to support this thing. And or simply just, eh. and, and then I think again, I think about history and, you know, it's like, how many people said, what's the big deal? Well, feeling all kinds of ways today. And <laughs> yeah, my tree has been cut down completely by today. And Andy's deciding to terminate like this, not terminating it like, but you're deciding to hold this down here, which I understand. Yeah. And I do support any workers uh, and students uh, I was quite amazed, as I had said before, about uh, a student from SF, excuse me, uh, Workers and Students for Choice, who it's basically the only student in our group at that time when we were doing the, yeah. the virtual meeting. And uh, she was insistent about going to class every day, even if they were to shut down the door. So it's challenging. I want to remind folks when they say, well, because I, I get upset and Maybe I'll read it from here. I responded something if I, it was very quickly, if I may, just something about, I wanted to share this. So this person who is a part of our group has been sharing interesting information and, oh, there's a lot of names there. Uh, he posted, this isn't about freedom or personal choice. You lost me, Joe. This is about last the last time that Joe Biden was talking to the unvaccinated and saying, we're losing patience with you. How long do we have to wait? So I wanted to say this because I was thinking about how uh, people have been saying that, you know, you do have a choice, you have a choice, you have a choice. And if this is so easy, why are you making it so difficult? I'm sure you have heard people say, uh, oh, take the TV test. You've done it before. Or we've always mandated vaccines for kids and stuff. So, all right. So I responded and said, uh, I said, Joe Biden, Thursday, the, the 9th of September, um, the stat speech of that Thursday speech was an attack on all of us, the vaccinated or unvaccinated. We've never had a government in the history of this country mandating us to do something this wide and this invasive against our will. Most of the pro-vaxxers or anti-choice liberals will say we have already had mandates to attend schools or certain job positions. Yes but never to enter a restaurant, gym, bar, other indoor venues, 
hold our jobs or attend university functions as we are seeing some of the strictest measures being rolled out in major cities that will creep into the creep into the other states eventually. This is a violation of our civil liberties that will only lead to more control of our individual rights. It is a clear violation of the Nuremberg Code, which has been incorporated into US federal and state law. Workers and students are essentially taking the vaccine under duress. Anti-choice liberals will then say workers and students do have a quote choice. They can quit their jobs or attend a different school. Excuse me. Where the federal government is encroaching on every business, every private school, our districts, every state, our federal institution, this is not a choice. These are walls closing in on US Americans under the false pretenses that we have, quote, freedom in this country. How dare anyone coerce a parent, a student, or any individual choice, quote, choice between their conditional freedoms over their livelihoods and their families. So I said that because we've had this exchange. These are people I've gone to high school with and mm -hmm. one of them is now works in the medical field and the other one is um, parent and trying to figure this out as well. And I applaud this, um, he was older than me, but I applaud his stand. I'm very proud of his development on all of this. And I really am. And mm -hmm. He is the father of two black boys, and mm. he is just radical now in his thinking. My other friend who also went to high school with us, he works in the medical field. So he's attacking my posts on Facebook, attacking his posts on Facebook, attacking any one of us that we've gone to high school with. And I have to give it to him. He's at, he leases in the debate and entering discussions, which are difficult. But my point in that post was, that my friend who states that there is freedom, there are choices you can take. And looking at both of you, there are no choices, it seems like. This is a false pretense. It's like they're saying there are choices. Where is my question? Exactly where do people go? Where do they apply here where they're also asking people, workers to vaccinate? Do they go to other districts? It's it's. They're closing in, 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 and they're making people choose between their kids, their families, their livelihoods, their living situations, and all of this other. No, and like Kenny was saying, and that's why I think I want to share it. It's causing him stress, and I'm sure it's causing you a stress, Andy, and anxiety, and for many people, I'm sure depression. They're feeling as if, you know, I'm not sure how else this could be said any other way you know so it's interesting because i'm first of all um brandy supports me in this she has some of the questions you have eduardo and she i'm really she'll listen to this episode and she may be like yeah i didn't know that or you know but she supports what i'm doing um my family supports what i'm doing y'all mm -hmm. support what i'm doing and eduardo even with your questions which you this you're raising them here on air, but you had some of those questions before. Um, I believe you support what I'm doing, even if you say, "Well, I, are you sure you want to do that?" Um, and um, and I haven't actually had trouble sleeping. That's interesting to me. I thought I would. I have fear. There's fear here for me about this, 
And the fear was to start down the road. But once I started down the road, I, it was actually, it was, there would became less fear. Um, and the day I get called into the principal's office or into the district's office and they say, we want to talk to you. Uh, we have, a, you know, we, we, we're, we have a meeting we want to call with you. I'm going to be nervous about that meeting, but I know what I'm going to say at that meeting. I know what they're going to say. They're going to say, sign on the form, give us your information. And I'm going to say no. And then they're going to say, well, you're ineligible to work and you can't come to work tomorrow. And I'm going to get, okay, now I'm going to play it from there. There's some, there's more to be played out, but I know how that goes. I'm not going to insist on going to work. I'm going to fight my battle from there and see where I can, where, where it goes. Um, but the next move is theirs. They, their, their move was to request this information. I didn't give it to them. Then they said, you must give this information uh, or we'll fire you or we'll make you ineligible and then fire you. And I'm still not giving that information. Now they have to choose what they're going to do. So I've made my move. Now they have to make theirs. So there's a, there is a sense of freedom from that, I will tell you. Now, if I, if I lose my job, do I know what happens next? I do not. Am I fearful of that? Yes, I am. Um, but I have people who love me around me. And I think that's the most important thing. And, and even like, you know, Jake and I were talking on the phone the other day and we were talking about how we love each other and how we've, this friendship has grown. And, and we recognized, I thought I was just going to retire and be done with all this nonsense fighting and da, 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 da. I don't think it's going to work that way. It looks like it's going to go to the end. Like, I think the fight is going to continue the rest of our lives. And this is something that Jake talked to me about. Will I be drawing a line every time, every day? No. But I think there'll be future lines to be drawn as well. Hopefully collectively, but if not collectively, then individually, at the very least. Because, because you only have one life. And you only have, you, you, you for yourself, any one person figures out where is that place where if I give, I've given too much and, and I start to chip away at my own sense of self, my, my own sense of being of dignity. If you, if you make that mistake, it's a little hard. It, you can come back actually from it. You can't, it's not for unforgive, but it does become hard on a person and it breaks them. And so it is important for people to figure out where that is right now. Um, so that they can make, try to make that right choice because Eduardo, when you, when you say, don't do this, you're kind of saying you're, you're concerned for me out of the right reasons. I'm just telling you, I kind of must do this. You know, I, I'm choosing to, but this, apparently I, I seem to have come to a line here and this is where I'm making it. So um, that's what I think is happening now in the world. Um, and and does, will, will this clarify something for somebody? Hopefully, I think like I, I, it was, a, I appreciated hearing from Kenny that this was help, helping him think about where his line is and I'm, if somebody's listening, think, think some, you should think about that. But I do think we have to think bigger than that. Ultimately, we do have to think about how do we, how do we get other people to join us in drawing lines together? And let me give you a scenario. Where I would have done this. So I haven't said this on air and I told this people, here are the conditions under which I would have signed this thing. If there were th three to four other colleagues at my work, who I knew were going to draw a line at getting the jab, but didn't want to draw a line here, then I would have signed this thing. I would have said, okay, you're my comrades, if you will. You're my comrades in this fight because we're going to make a four, a four or five person fight around getting taking the jab or getting students vaccinated. 
And I want to join you in that. So I'm not going to, you're not ready to make the, you're not ready to take the fight here around releasing of medical information. I want to do that. But since I want to join you in that struggle, I'm not going to make the fight here. I'll make it there. I would have totally signed on that basis. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I heard you. Yeah. I, I think I, I, I've i seen concessions like that when workers unite. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're looking. I mean, that is what we are looking to do. Like, and I want to say that I believe that is the goal of our movement is to get to that point. I don't, I have not found those comrades at my school. Most people think I'm kind of crazy. And then some people say, oh, that's good. But that's for him, not me. Right. You know, good luck with that. Why don't you share your email, Andy? What What did you share with your comrades? Yeah, and you know, I, I ended up sharing it with the workers and students for choice and putting on faith, but this really was written to my colleagues at work at Mission High School. Um, hey folks, this is written, this is an email written to my colleagues at Mission High School. Last night, I received this email from the district telling me that the request to fill out a medical inf- information release form has now become a directive. I do not fill out this, I did not fill out this form because one, I do not think SFUSD has the right to this medical information and to know the medical choices I am making. And two, I do not consent to the second part of the form which in which I'm required to give SFUSD permission to share that information with whomever they want. There is much more to say about why this is wrong and why I'm not willing to do this, but I will try to keep my reasons brief and plain. First, Please read the entire medical information release form below, which is the one that the vaccine directive, they call it. This document is 0% about health and safety and 100% about control and compliance. Agreeing to sign this means agreeing to SFUSD control over my privacy and over my health choices. Some of you have signed it or are going to sign it and might have done so reluctantly to keep your job. Those Those are the terms here, sign or resign, but you should know that this does not end here. There is no limit to what they can demand to know and share about our pri- to know and share about our private lives. You will need to fight this if this is going to end. For me, despite the threat to suspend me starting Monday, which I guess the union is saying, oh, not till Wednesday. Um, they are calling it ineligible to work to avoid disciplinary language, and despite their threat to terminate my employment if I don't sign it, I am drawing my line here. I will not assist the state as it constructs as it constructs its prison for us workers, nor will I lay the bricks down for the prison that is being constructed for our students. For that reason alone, I won't be signing this medical information release form. Some of you possibly agree agree with the district and think they should be doing this. That is your prerogative, but know this, when you sign this document, it was not your choice. It was the district's demand. You just happen to agree with it. There may come a time when you do not agree with the district's edict, then you too will face the moment I am facing now. And I signed it my name and Mission High School teacher. Did you share that with the entire Mission High School teachers? Yeah. And there were a few people who expressed like support, but who said they signed, like very few. Like I think I've heard from maybe four, four out of 140 workers. I think I've heard from four colleagues. Uh, most people don't talk about it. Like I was in my department meeting and no one talked about it. It's awkward um, because I think people are like waiting to see what's going to happen to me. Like, and they think I'm going to go in some ways. I think I'm going to go like, but nothing's happened yet. Um, but there were people who said, well, I, I, 
I sent my other information, but I didn't agree to the second one. Right. So they said, I, they clicked the second box. I didn't say anything to them to say, like, I don't think you got yourself anything there, but that's up to them. Um, and, uh, I would say that most people are confused or thinking I'm probably crazy. Uh, and not most people think I'm crazy, but I think there are people in my work who think I'm crazy. People who think I'm become right wing. Um, there are people who are like, well, that's good, but that's, that's him. And then there's folks who say, no, I appreciate what you're doing, but that's not, I don't want to do that right now. I, and I would last say that I don't think there's, I personally don't think there's anyone at work. That's my guess. Who under, who, in my opinion, understands the stakes of what's taking place right now. Cause that's what I feel. I feel the stakes and that's, what's causing this. What do you think happens next? I mean, well, at some point they have to make a move. If they don't, if they don't do something, then they basically are saying, well, we'll just leave you alone. Um, I think there are some complications that I may, I have for them. Number one is it's hard to find teachers right now. They're having a tough time covering classes. And um, number two, I, I do a good job. And I think students like me. Um, You're a PhD doctorate from John Hopkins. Exactly. Well, despite that, I'm a good teacher. Um, and the uh, and I did let the students know. So it's not like this is going to come out of nowhere. And um, and I think I, parents are starting to hear about what's happening. And some have expressed like we don't like this. And some have said that if this does happen, that we're going to make an issue within the school. And I'm I am fine with that. Um, so. And there, and some of those parents had heard about my circuits in the park last year. They weren't, they didn't have students in the school. Like they were maybe ninth grade parents. Now I'm teaching their kids, but they were like, Hey, we know you, you did that thing in the park. We think well, that was good. We think it was not good that the school kind of came after you for that. So some of those parents, I think, um, might be a complicating factor if they do try to take an act here. So Personally, I do think there's a chance the district's just going to be like, you know what? There goes Libson again, opening his big mouth. No one believes him anyway. Let's just leave it alone. It creates trouble. That's possible. There's cards I'm going to begin to play once I'm made ineligible. Do you want to share? Well, or? those are, these are just, no, I don't. I would just say there, there is a hand I'm going to start to try to play. I'm trying to build that hand now. Let's put it that way. I mean, I'm curious <laughs> as to what's going to happen. You know, it's, yeah. uh, I think there is uh, an element of unknown, right? Um, and um, I think that going back to those documents, you know, the, the fact that they don't give you an option for, no, I'm not getting vaccinated. It just shows what the end game is, yeah. you know? And um, so, like, like you said, Eduardo, it's not... You know, they frame it as a choice, but it's not a choice. It's a complete, like, uh, imposition, you know, and, um, yeah, and it's just, yeah, I'm curious to see what happens, you know, um, yeah, because I think it has, it also has implications for my own situation, because I, um, yeah. And, and for other people's, you know, finding their own individual, finding their own lines. Um, and 
and to see what happens next. Because um, again, I, I do think it's this is the beginning, the beginning of a new era. You know, of you know, we don't. You know, it's it's almost two years uh, since this started, right? Um, and again, go I go back to the. I think there was a video shared in the Workers for Choice uh, group, you know, where some uh, person was sharing, you know, it's just this, it's just a mask, it's just a shutdown, it's just a, you know, online learning, it's just this, it's just that, you know, and 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 and, and even people that I find myself engaging in conversations who are more receptive. Um, they give a lot of benefit of the doubt to to the people like the, you know, the CDC and the state that have contradicted themselves in some ways. And so the benefit of the doubt allows them to completely change the conversation and but but at the same time advancing the same you know agenda. And so you know that benefit of the doubt is what needs to end in my mind. You know, like it's it's gone beyond. This is not just now. This is this isn't just about the mandate. It started with the shutdown. Look at what they're doing to the comrades in 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 uh, Australia. They're still bringing the hammer on them. You know, and and so in a way, this is individually that what's happening. They're bringing the hammer on compliant people. You know, and so this is not just a San Francisco thing. You know, and. And, and so this is not just like a California thing. This is a global thing, you know, and, and you know, we just saw again the news. I, I disconnected for a few days, but I came back into it. And then the U.S. is going to be the, I don't know, the force for vaccination, something like that. That was the, the framing of it. The force for vaccination in the world. You know, so they want and they want to like they want to vaccinate about 70 percent of the world. And they're framing this as a, you know, inequality thing. And, but we've talked again in this show how, you know, the goal is to get everyone in, into the systems of identity, you know, and, and uh, you know, to control freedom of movement and, and capitalize in the, you know, our personal data, personal information, uh, and, and that the implications of the data are massive. So again, it's, 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 it's just interesting to see how Lipson sees at this. Uh, I'm encouraged in some ways you know, that I am also reminded by you, Sharon Lipson, that you have family. I do, too. I have friends. I have family that love me uh, that may not understand everything. But, you know, and, you know, I, that's the benefit of the of doubt that I value. <laughs> not not the one for the CDC or the state officials, Gavin Newsom, London Breed. You know, the people really put the, bringing the boot down on us, you know. Uh, I don't have the benefit of the doubt for London Breed, who's partying, you know, uh, in, in, you know, maskless, uh, while she, she has mandated, you know, a lot of things on us and is threatening us. Children to be vaccinated. I mean, to be masked while they're walking outside and shit. It's crazy. And so I definitely don't have any benefit of the doubt. I don't believe them. Like, just like, you know, hearing your lips and reminds me of that, that, um, you know, there's things that things that don't add up. I happen to be a very curious person. You know, I happen to to be you know very skeptical about things. Happen to know 
to believe that I know some stuff, like, you know, uh, understanding my own history, you know, and, and the massive lies that they've told us in the past, you know, to know enough that, you know, even if it's partially true, you know, some of it, you know, there is an agenda there. And, and, and you need to ask questions. And, and again, enough people will have to, you know, draw a line somewhere. Like you said, Lipton, I agree with you. It's not enough to do it individually because they pick people apart individually. And uh, we always talk about the safeties in numbers and just hoping that more people realize. And um, because again, I, I see my friends, I see some people that have gotten vaccinated under not the, the coercion of a mandate, but implicit coercion by their employees, employers. You know, a lot of people didn't, people in the medical field. You know, people, uh, you know, even nurses that they were misled, you know, got the vaccine under the false pretenses and they got COVID because they thought, oh, this is supposed to, you know, stop me from getting it. You know, people in the medical field. So it goes to show you, right? Like that not everyone has, you know, full information and it, it's exposed to me at least uh, the, the real uh, dictatorial nature of this system. It, it, it is leading me to question other things, you know, like, just the compulsory vaccines, you know, uh, yes. how much stuff we've, we've given up in the past without yeah. questioning. Agreed. I agree with that. And so it, it, this moment is bringing up more questions for me than, you know, about what, what we've already done. You know, how much have we given up for what end and how, and how compliant we are, you know, in, in other ways. And it's just I think their tactics are in full display now. And um, so it's, it's also a learning process as much as it is a, you know, a daunting task, you know, to you know, not only slow this down, but fight back and push back. And, you know, and so again, all, all I can do for now, I don't know, like I'm trying to figure out how to, you know, just like you, all of us are here, how to mount a response, a collective robust uh, response, but, you know, again, it's a learning experience, and uh, you know, so I'm really glad you're sharing, you know, your your thoughts on this, Lipson. I think I have questions on my own, um, you know, because they were, situations are different, you know, for people, and um, yeah. So we'll see where we head, you know. All right. I have one thing to say. Yeah. Um, first of all, I think. Kenny, that's the best summary for what this episode for me was about, which I didn't quite know. But the reason this episode was clarified is because of you, Eduardo, and your willingness to raise your questions. So I have something to say to anybody who's listening right now and, um, and thinks, oh, Eduardo, look what Eduardo's doing. He's trying to weaken Andy. He's trying to question his resolve. He's trying to like, Eduardo's a punk, right? He does, he wouldn't but. Here's my statement to you if you're thinking that. Fuck you. Okay? The reason I'm doing this is because of people like Eduardo who has helped me get to this point. Because he's willing to raise his questions. He's not a fucking coward. So if you have, if anybody on this goddamn episode is going to think that Eduardo is hurting me by raising his questions, fuck off. You're not helping me by saying anything. And Eduardo's going to want to edit this part of the thing. I know that. But I'm not going to let him. So that's what I want to say is I know that it, there was moments where I was like, oh, what is it? 
But Eduardo, you have helped me in the past and you helped me today clarify for me because I know your statements. I, and it's really what Kenny said is you do get the benefit of the doubt. You have earned the benefit of the doubt from me. Not, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and that's, that's something I want to say. Yeah. And I just want to second that to my own, because we had our own separate conversation, you know, Eduardo and I about this and same thing, you know, I didn't, I don't think I had a sense of my own line until he was asking questions and, and raising, you know, a different, you know, point. It made me think about, you know, you know, other ways, other implications and, and, and how far am I willing to go, you know, and what is this moment and where my line is. So yeah, I, I appreciate it. And again, you know, I think that's important, right? Like that's the kind of society I want to live in where people ask questions and are not afraid to do so. And other people in my life, honestly, just similarly that just question, <laughs> question because I've been wrong too in the past, you know, and, and, and so challenging each other, it's, it's powerful. And so I think, yeah, thank you. Uh, it's genuine. I do try to figure out a way to, yeah. It's just, I, mm-hmm. all right. <laughs> you don't know what to say. That's fine. It's fine. <laughs> you can still say we're wrong. No, no. Oh, that's right. Andy knows okay. what's going on in my head. What's going on in my head? Okay, this, this I wouldn't necessarily put in the episode. I uh-huh. think this is that moment where if people are complimenting you, you get uncomfortable. I don't like any compliments. Okay. That's it. That's it. That's all I said. Okay. Let's continue. I do appreciate both of you for saying that. I do appreciate that we're having honest conversations. So I, I, I am. Right. How many more weeks till um, your boda, your wedding? Wedding. Next week. And then, well, two weeks, basically. Two Three. weeks. Two weeks and one day from today. Two weeks. By the time this episode airs, week and a half. Did you hear that? Either teacher snitchers or administrators. This is what we're talking about. Someone's (laughs) life about to begin the genesis of a new chapter. And either the snitches are here to take clips and show. or I will be potentially ineligible to work, but eligible to be married. The wonderful Randy, our Randy. Randy's husband. Right. Um, so I thank you. There was one thing I wanted. To, there's two things I wanted to say. And I heard this recently on, you know, some I listened to the BBC, but I also listened to the Bay Area News, uh, KQED. It's a podcast. And in the state of California, there have been more deaths by overdose. Um, a, a huge, a, like a spike of overdose deaths that we are not hearing. And uh, and COVID, for all those COVID activists, suddenly people have become COVID activists and, you know, demanding mandates. And I've even heard, excuse me, not heard, but I've heard and seen on social media, horrible, horrible posts by these COVID activists, such as, I hope they get fired. Some people might laugh. I hope they die, um, or 
um, the unvaccinated, the people who are choosing not to get vaccinated should die outside the ICU beds. Horrible things from COVID activists, from anti-choice activists. And, uh, and here we are drowning out other important stuff such as overdose by drug overdoses in the state of California, and there's a spike. And here in California alone, in San Francisco alone, excuse me. Another thing I wanted to point out is uh, parents feeling, feeling very, very upset, you know, by the masks. I'm mentioning this by the mask mandates, but you have the Met Gala and the Emmys and the G7. All of them are the exception because the rule is if you're poor, excuse me, excuse me, no, wrong. If you're in power or, you're, or you are wealthy, you are the exception to the rule, as Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has shown us, right? At the Met Gala and for people at the Emmys and people, world leaders at the G7, no? So that's, that's that. Yep. How upsetting. All right, well, let's conclude this. Uh, Viva Mexico last week, I forgot to say that for the Independence Day. That was the one thing I also forgot to say, so thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Not the 5th of May, it's the 15th of September. Okay. And the 16th, it goes on a grito and all that. So anyhow, I forgot to say that when we were recording. Uh, that does it for this week's episode. Uh, What's Left is a weekly political podcast, our channel challenging the mainstream left. We post information about our topics and our guests on the episode notes, wherever you found this episode or on our blog at what-s-left.com. You can find past episodes to this podcast slash channel there and connect with us. I remind folks, if you like anything you have heard here, please support us by sharing your favorite episodes, rate, reviewing, subscribing to any of our platforms on Spotify, iTunes Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, BitChute, Odyssey, O-D-Y-S-E-E, or YouTube or Telegram. And if you would like to give us feedback about something you've heard or suggest something for us to cover, contact us through our blog. Thank you very much. And I'm Eduardo Barca with both hosts, Kenny Cepeda and Andy Lipson. We'll see you next time.